the clock starts now my name is shrikant joshi this week's episode is based on the theme hiding in plain sight which was generated uh, two weeks ago using chat gpt i think yeah it was chat gpt the last couple of weeks have been crazy to be honest there's a flu going around and the whole family got affected by it with one of us spending some time under medical observation so yeah the break holiday that i was supposed to take did not happen took me an entire week to get back up to speed with the various projects that i had on hand and now i have even more balls in the air that i'm trying to juggle wondering if i should uh, take a short hiatus or something i'll talk more about that later but first here is this week's story what happened to the land i've never been to california but i know for sure that when i do i want to go to mount lee in the beechwood canyon area of the santa monica mountains that's where the famous hollywood sign is situated if you are from california you're probably thinking ah perfect that's what we need more tourists adding to the already jam packed roads and stupid congestion but hey i didn't tell you to erect that sign you guys knew what you were doing or did you because for the longest time I thought the sign was erected as an homage and owed to the film industry. I thought the studios came first and then they probably came together and decided to I don't know commemorate the occasion or something. I mean, where else in the world do you see the name of a city erected so prominently on a mountain? The biggest landmark in Mumbai is probably Marine Drive or the recently constructed sea link connecting Bandra and Warli which is south central mumbai and south central mumbai so that's why until recently i thought that the hollywood sign was no more than a tourist trap constructed for the express purpose of giving people visiting california an interesting photo opportunity i say recently because a reddit thread informed me that the sign was actually an advertisement put there by an ambitious developer who wanted to promote a new housing development in the hills above the Hollywood district of Los Angeles in 1923 yeah 1923 that sign was put up almost exactly 100 years ago well not that specific sign that we see today as i later found out but you know what i mean the nine letters h o l l y w o o d were erected by housing developers their names were apparently woodruff and schultz as i later found out they conceived hollywood land as a neighborhood of superb environment without excessive cost on the hollywood side of the hills yeah the housing development was called hollywood land and get this there were 13 letters originally erected not nine H O L L Y W O O D those were the original 9 and then L A N D land hollywood land that's what the original sign was get this the original letters were designed by the crescent sign company and were 30 feet wide and 50 feet tall it was made of wood and the poles that supported the sign were hauled to the site by mules There was a searchlight under the letters that was meant to attract even more attention to the sign and on top of that the letters were also studded with 4000 light bulbs and they would flash in three segments holly wood and land and then as a whole 
the developers kept the sign illuminated for a decade but then decided that it was too expensive and stopped that eventually and the whole thing the whole erecting the sign hollywood land cost only $21000 as it turns out that's about $350000 in 2023 according to the usinflationcalculator.com link in the description go check it out no way that project gets done in anything less than hundreds of millions of dollars now in today's time incredible hollywood land not hollywood so where did the land go what happened to it that's another crazy story and even more fascinating than the origin story of the sign as i found out see the thing is the developers originally intended for the sign to stay up for only a year or so you know just until their project got sold out but then something happened in the 1920s american cinema saw a massive rise this was the golden age of hollywood probably because the first world war had just ended and people were desperate for some escape from reality which was incredibly bleak i imagine that meant more people coming to hollywood more people seeing the sign more people fascinated with it and eventually the sign became a symbol for hollywood itself well as it happens over the years the sign slowly fell into disrepair being made of wood it was vulnerable to the elements and that's pretty much what happened In 1944 the edge of the sign was destroyed. The news reports on what exactly happened to it are conflicting with one newspaper reporting it was wind and another claiming it could have been vandals. Regardless the sign was no longer whole and now read Hollywood without the edge. It presumably stayed that way for about 5 years during which time the sentiment against the sign probably flipped. because residents called for the sign to be demolished calling it an eyesore and a detriment to the community oh that's rough i mean i personally think it was probably some uncle type guy writing infuriated letters to the editor and then reports exaggerating it as a public opinion you know how that goes but 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 the district's chamber of commerce hollywood chamber of commerce understood the significance of the sign even then and offered to repair it They made an agreement with the parks department to repair and rebuild the sign and as a part of the contract it was decided to drop the land from the sign to reflect the district rather than the housing development for which it was originally erected and that is how in 1949 the hollywood sign which was originally hollywood land lost its land crazy isn't it i mean it was right there but most of us never got to see it because it got buried under layers of history and all of this history happened about 80 years ago that's almost a typical human lifespan so there is someone living today who as a kid probably saw the hollywood land sign falling into disrepair and then as a young person saw it being restored and the land part suddenly not being there so much of history happens in front of our eyes but we don't really see it until a lot later i guess that's what makes it history not because it happened but because a lot of time passes between it happening and us recalling it as a significant event i mean what i'm trying to say is that the significance of events doesn't really become apparent until later long after the event has happened 
very rarely do we get to actively participate in history and even then it takes an astute mind like whoever it was at the hollywood chamber of commerce who realized that the hollywood sign was important and would continue to be an iconic landmark for nearly a hundred years some foresight that was wasn't it i get the feeling that i'm hovering over a very important aha moment here something about foresight and historically important moments but i just can't put my finger on it right now let me see if uh, chat gpt has anything to say about that there is a connection between foresight and historical moments as foresight involves the ability to anticipate future developments and prepare for them in advance while historical moments are often shaped by the actions taken or not taken by individuals or groups who are able to foresee or respond to emerging trends or events yep for example there it is the historical moments are often shaped by the actions taken or not taken by individuals or groups who were able to foresee or respond to emerging trends or events in short foresight can help individuals and groups to navigate and influence historical moments by allowing them to anticipate and respond to emerging trends and events before they become crises or opportunities we are definitely living through a historical moment right now several of them i'd argue and it's not that we don't see history happening we do it happens in front of our eyes every single day the russia ukraine war that's history happening right in front of our eyes textbooks and perhaps archaeologists in the future will speak about it at length the recent pandemic oh that's definitely going to be a popular subject of discussion for sure billionaires bank runs the growing economic divide yep that's history happening live all of it then why is it that we aren't doing anything about it because in the hurry to live out our day to day lives we don't really understand the true importance of these moments i think we are conditioned to look at events and evaluate them on only two aspects immediacy and affinity as in does this affect me and does this affect me right now in this very moment only if the answers to both these questions are yes it is a matter of concern for us does the run on silicon valley bank affect me no does the increasing class divide make my life worse well yes but not in the immediate moment my income is just enough to keep my head above water what about the fact that billionaires grew their wealth multifold during the pandemic while several of their employees died well i wasn't one of those employees somebody got lynched for being the wrong color caste or religion eh i'm the right color caste and religion so i don't have to worry you see what i mean immediacy and affinity how immediate something is and how close it is to my existence determines how much of an interest i will take about a moment in history it fascinates me because immediacy and affinity are the two things that are probably antithetical to the quality that you need the most to survive tumultuous moments in history which is foresight foresight requires that you not look at the immediacy of events foresight requires that you not look at the affinity of events foresight requires that you evaluate probabilities of how an event will play out in the future 
foresight requires that you look at how an event will affect not just you but the people around you foresight requires us to radically change our way of thinking the point i'm trying to make is that history is always hidden in plain sight and it usually takes foresight to anticipate how to get ahead of it i don't think that it is because we are ignorant i don't think that it is because we are callous and apathetic to it i think it is because we are bogged down bogged down by the other things in our immediate vicinity that require our immediate attention family friends work money you know the basic necessities that one needs to survive but i do think that we need to ask ourselves why is it that these necessities take up so much of our time and what can be done to change that because i have a feeling that if we take care of the basic necessities for every person on earth the bottommost part of maslow's pyramid depicting the hierarchy of needs the results will be truly astonishing that's my foresight all that remains is to figure out a way to put it into action and that's the end of today's episode so i said at the beginning of the episode that i'm considering putting the podcast on a short hiatus while i sort out my current commitments that's because i'm currently stretched a bit thin but the thing is a lot of work comes bunched up in the span of a few days and then for a long time like an entire week i have very little to do heck i could even take on a couple of new freelance projects if i wanted but the uncertainty of all the scheduling means that i'm never sure if i will have enough time to dedicate to making the weekly episode for this podcast already i have lagged behind on two occasions and i look likely to repeat it this coming week the initial promise of doing an episode per week is already broken and i'm feeling terrible about it and yet i don't want to stop doing this one idea i had was to generate all the remaining topics at once and then start making multiple stories at once sure the initial stories will probably still be rushed but i will have more time each subsequent week the downside of course is that i won't be living up to the promise of the podcast so i guess that's a non starter i guess i'll have to just keep at it and figure out how to manage my time better so yeah the next episode will drop on the 26th of march because that was the challenge i took up and that is the challenge i have to fulfill no two ways about it the only concession i'll allow myself is to not worry about the length of the episodes i wanted to keep them as close to 20 minutes as possible because i think that's the ideal length for this podcast i'm still going to try but i'm no longer beating myself up over it hope that's okay with you as well thank you for hearing me out The Clock Starts Now is a weekly podcast in which I solo produce a new story every week based on a totally random theme sourced from the internet. Episodes are published every Sunday at 10 a.m. Indian Standard Time. The theme music is Highway 430 by Blue Dot Sessions. Additional music and sounds from Sound Effects Factory, Blue Dot Sessions, Keyframe Audio, Audio Hero and a couple of other places. Links in the show notes.
The best way to support this podcast right now is to share it with someone who you think would enjoy this kind of stuff. The second best way is to email me any and all critique at the email address mentioned in the show notes. I'm also on most social media sites and my DMs are always open. Links again in the episode notes. There's a companion newsletter you can subscribe to in which I write in greater detail about the process I go through while producing these episodes. Check out the link in the show notes. Also in the show notes, next week's theme. If you want to join me in this weekly race, you are most welcome. Either leave a voice message for the show or produce a story under 5 minutes and send it to my email inbox by 10 p.m. Indian Standard Time next Saturday. I'll see you next week. This is me, Shrikant, signing off.